Good evening and welcome to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm your host, Adam Wright, along with co-host Justin Tucker. Now, we have a lot of news to go over. In the past just 48 hours, Justin, I mean, it's been absolutely insane, the amount of stuff that has come out in the past week, in fact. And so we have that to cover. We will be going over our top 10 teams, just like I promised. Now, our player rankings may be done, but we're going to be doing some power rankings for the top 10 NFL teams going into the season. And fall, um, after that, next week, we will be doing some predictions, so some player, some player awards, such as MVP, Comeback Player of the Year, Offense Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, all that different stuff, and we'll do some Super Bowl predictions and everything, and that will lead us right into preseason. Like I've been saying for the past couple weeks, it feels like the season's almost there, almost. and we're get we're getting there. There's yeah. some more news coming out. It's not just complete, just dead like a big dead spot in sports, like a lot of like the summer usually is, and we're just it just feels like it's right around the corner, and it's marvelous. Mm-hmm. I just we just did our we just did our draft order for our fantasy football league. Me and Justin, we've been do we did uh, we picked names out of hats. So you know it just feels so close, <laughs> and it's amazing. But anyways, we're gonna jump right into it and get started with um. We'll get started with Aaron Rodgers. A couple of trade requests that have come out. One that just came out a few minutes ago. We're recording this right now at around 9 p.m. on Tuesday. So you, if you guys know, you know. Xavier Howard, he requested a trade. We'll get to that in a few, and later on this episode. Chandler Jones, he requested a trade as well. We'll go over him as well. Even though it's a, you can make a case that some of these aren't even like along ever along with every. Alongside everything else, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, it feels like this is like like all of a sudden we're just exploding with news. So we'll we'll get to all of it one by one. But anyways, we're going to start off with Aaron Rodgers, who's finally showed up to, to training camp. Mm-hmm. He And not only that, but he also re- signed a restructured deal for the team that allows him to choose where he goes after the 2021 season. So, this uh, Justin, to me, this this indicates what people have been thinking for most of the off season with Aaron Rodgers, in the sense that he's out, he's he has one foot out the door, and he's already thinking, I I don't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. Justin, what are your initial thoughts on all of this with Aaron Rodgers? When when I first got the news, I was like, okay, he's actually like, all right, this is his final chance to win one in, another one in Green Bay. Then I saw Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers put something on their Instagram with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen indicating, yeah, this will be their final dance with the Green Bay Packers. So I think this is an interesting turn of events. I think it was inevitable at this point that Aaron Rodgers was going to leave the Packers. And I think they're in a win now at all costs uh, mindset. And I think that's either going to help them or severely hurt them depending on how this goes. See, look, it all, it all, what really summed it up was, and we didn't understand it at the time because they both posted this with no context whatsoever, but it all made, it all summed, the post that they put out, so 
Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers put out this post saying uh, of two of Jordan and Pippen, Michael Jordan and uh, and Scottie Pippen sitting uh, standing together on the court in like sort of a last dance reference. All the fans were saying, "Oh, this that must be what this means." Then uh, in the same stretch of time, Devonte Adams halts to, uh, his contract his contract talks with the, with the Green Bay Packers. And Aaron Rodgers reports to training camp, and he signs a he signs a a deal that that is re, a restructured deal that allows him to leave in 2021 or in 2022. What does that tell you? This is their last this is their last season together, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to be interesting. The way I, I'm I'm interested to see how this season plays out with the two of them, how they're going to play, and how the team how the team plays, how, how, how many games are they going to win? Are they going to be able to, are they going to be as quite as motivated? Is that one year sort of like, this is it going to, are they going to be able to duplicate the season type of season that they had? I'm not sure, but it's going to be a wild ride. We're going to see, we're going to see it all unfold before our eyes. Yeah. It, it, it will be an interesting season for them. I'm not sure if I want to say they're going to be my NFC pick right now. It's kind of shaky. But all because of their line. I think if they have a better line, it's a surefire pick. But nah, I, I don't trust their line right now because they just lost Corey Lindsay to the Chargers. So I'm worried about that. And, and Bakhtiari is still yeah. recovering from, what was it, an ACL or Achilles tear? Either way, it's brutal, but yeah, still. Out for the season. And he'll be coming back to full stream sooner or later. So Eventually. Eventually, so I think they will make the playoffs, but how far they go is depending on Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams' talent. And hopefully Amari Rodgers comes around for them, because I think he'll be a good player for them. Or for them in the future. Randall Cobb's back with the team. Not yet. He's trying to get back. but The deal's deal's in the works. It's in the works. It's not done yet. He's still a Texan. I hope he comes back. I posted about it on our page. Check this out. We have... They're working on a deal, so it's not the both Fine. sides are working on a deal. It's not official, but I mean I don't see how it can't get done. Anyways, anyways, this is going to be an interesting thing to see. Aaron Rodgers, um, I want to see where he goes too. That's going to be a big thing. Yeah, I think. I thought as a 49er he'd look badass in that in that jersey, but the fact that they took a quarterback number four overall tells me that they're out of the race. Number it was number three, three, right? They lined up four. Feels so long ago with everything that's happened, doesn't it? The draft. Yeah. Ah, yeah, that was like school year time. That that was a while ago. Absolutely. Anyways, um. In other news, moving on to Deshaun Watson, he finally reports to camp, although reports say that uh, from Adam Schefter that he was doing it to avoid being fined. So to quote a certain running back who used to play for the Seattle Seahawks, um, he was just here so he wouldn't get fined. But anyways, uh, also the Houston Texans are – now open to dealing Watson, and they're listening to offers. And apparently it says they, they, the reports 
coming out say that they've actually been listening to deals for us for a little while. Um, now it feels like this is something where all the, everything on the legal side needs to be cleaned up before he ends up being traded so that he has, he gets the, his, the max value. But yeah. there's going to, I mean, he's like, he's a generational talent. There's going to be a market for him. And, you know, he, he could still end up being on the commissioner's exempt list, but yeah. this is something where they're going, they're waiting on, they're waiting on all the legal stuff to be cleared up. I'm not trying to say whether he's innocent or not. Um, that's not my place. However, um, if that, if he get ends up being cleared, expect for him to be traded soon after that. I don't see why they wouldn't now, especially now that they're entertaining offers and Deshaun Watson still very much wants to get out of there. So that's going to be very interesting to look at. But Justin, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I think they're using him as bait to test out what they can get for him. I think the key here is to figure out what is the deal with the investigation and his, you know, incident. But other than that, I don't think they can do too much with him. It doesn't matter if you have him. If he's on the exempt list, you can't play him. So it's like, all right, he's a great generational talent, but how long will it take before he can actually play again? He may have just played his last down in the NFL last year. So until he's able to play again, you just don't know. So I think the Texans are just hoping somebody will give them outrageously crazy amount of capital so they can move him and actually move on. And they can just deal him away without having to deal with the rest of the issues, knowing that he won't play for them again. It's possible. Um, anything's on the table with this guy, you know, Deshaun Watson, such a great player. And it's really disappointing to hear all of all of these allegations coming out. Such mm -hmm. a, such a great leader of that team and such a, I mean, well, it seemed like it's, it seemed like he had a good head on his shoulders Mm -hmm. And now, now we're not so sure. And you know, this guy, very, very tough player. And you know, it's disappointing to see a player like this get in trouble, get into trouble like this, and do like allegedly do do what he has done. Um. But anyways, that is. There's a couple of team. I mean, we haven't even thought about really the teams that he could go to. Have haven't we? I mean, we were think we were looking at it earlier on this off season until all these until all these allegations came out and we're like, well, he may not even he's borderline untradeable now. Yeah. But I mean, if we're gonna look, if I'm gonna, where would you like to see him? What team would you like to see him on? To me, I'm indifferent to where he can go because it, it used to be the 49ers, but now that they got Trey Lance, I don't think that's gonna happen. The Rams took Matthew Stafford. That's not going to happen. Uh, it's a tough find. I, then it was Chicago, but then Chicago took Justin Fields. So it's so like the quarterback market's kind of shored up a little bit. Yeah, it's a, other than Houston, it's kind of like maybe Miami. The maybe reports saying there were reports saying the Eagles wanted to be in on him as soon as they wanted to make an aggressive offer as soon as he became available. They did make some trades before the draft to gain more to gain more draft picks so they if they want to trade for Watson if if Watson is available they might be able they might be have the draft capital to do it 
Now they might have to trade a lot of their team to do it, but it that's a po- that's a possibility, and it's a team it's a team where I mean it, they're not exactly shored up at quarterback just yet. We don't know about Jalen Hurts. The other team I'm thinking about, and it kills me because if he actually manages to land in land with that team, that it may actually might be a problem again. And that team is Pittsburgh. If he somehow figures out a way to land in Pittsburgh, they are going to be an issue. Do you think they would move on from Ben Roethlisberger? Yes, because he's in the final year of his contract. And I think he should retire because he doesn't have the arm strength anymore, and he's his body's all banged up now. I mean, we could talk about what he should do. I mean, he should have retired a couple of years ago. But, I mean, what he – that's a tough one. I don't because think I feel like I feel like they won't. I I feel like they. I have to disagree. I don't. I feel like they won't move on from him mm. until. And I feel like if Deshaun's going to get traded, he's event. He's going to get traded um, as soon as all this stuff is cleared up. I'm not sure when that is, but it'll be as soon as it happens. Yeah, it's just. I don't know what to say with Deshaun. I'm I, I don't with- either. It's just, it's just disappointing. Any talented – I felt the same way about Aaron Hernandez. You know, such a great, talented Whoa. player, and then it, and then he killed people. It's like, God. It just sucks to see players who are so talented just get into trouble like that. Yeah. It's just – it's such a waste. But anyways, moving on. Xavier Howard has requested a trade, and this just broke a few minutes ago. But Justin, why don't you give me your just initial thoughts on all of this going on? When I first saw it, I was like, "Whoa, I better tell Sean about this." Our fellow Miami Dolphins fan, and he was just in tears about it. He he said it was a sore subject, didn't want to talk about it. But when but from my perspective, it was like. Okay, what well, seems to be the grievance? The grievance is he's not paid the right amount he believes he's entitled to. And in, and if you look at his resume and what he did last season, he may have a point to it. The issue is the contract. He did sign a contract that states that he gets paid five five years for $75 million, 15 per year. The, uh, another issue is when I look at his statement, he said he signed it not knowing the severity of the contract or didn't even though he didn't like it he still signed it whether you whether you have a grievance against the dolphins or not that is your fault for signing it whether they want to like clear up space for you or not you're still responsible for that contract signing and you should bl- and if you really are upset with your contract you should blame your agent for allowing it to happen because if you're not fully happy with it then why would you your agent allow you to sign that. So it's like, as much as I feel bad for him, he kind of put himself in this position, and now it's kind of like he's forcing his way out of it, no matter what. I believe he should get paid, but I'm not sure he will, from the Dolphins at least. Yeah, and this is something where, you know, I don't understand why players, they sign these big contracts and then they turn around and ask to be traded. Like, how do you change your mind just that quickly? 
you know, like this is a play, this is a player where, and this is a this is a team where they've been a, they've been able to play very well this year and at the end of the year before that. So that this is a team on the upswing. I just don't understand why he would want to leave. Besides the fact that I mean, he they won't pay him. Um, I don't know. I'm. I mean, th- this kind of just happened. I'm kind of still collecting my thoughts for this. Like right before we started cr- recording this episode, but he's he's you know you have one of like, and it's along with Chandler Jones. We're going to talk about in a second as well. Like these are two premier players, and I'm just in shock that they got traded. That that they that they re- that they requested for a trade. Say they're not traded yet. Yeah, not they, yet. They not yet. Pick. It it'll they're probably not. happen though. I'm not sure about Chandler Jones, but uh, yeah, it might happen with Xavier Howard. I think his gripe is he's tried his best to make it work with the Dolphins, and the Dolphins won't make it halfway or meet him halfway. So he's like he's approached them with proposals where he gets more money, but he won't screw the Dolphins over. He's come up with proposals where he believes he's doing what's best for him and the Dolphins. They've just refused him. Now, that seems cold-blooded, and that seems like to Xavier Howard, damn. But the Dolphins are like, you did sign a contract. So it's not like we're being unfair here. We just don't want to renegotiate the contract you signed. So it's like, I understand what he did last year was great. And he might need like a restructure of his pay because I think he is deserving of it for this year. But it's like, hmm. It's just a bad spot to be in for him right now. Because he's got like three more years on that contract. He he's not even close to free agency, and the team has all of the leverage. So if they want to, they could just hold on to him and say, well, "That's tough." You want <laughs> to like, and then maybe maybe they try to make him like it here by just saying, "Look, tr- play play this season. We should be we should be a very good competitive team this year. Maybe you'll change your mind, and maybe he will change his mind. Something like that." I'll mm-hmm. tell you what, though. I think he. I think he would be a great fit with the Dallas Cowboys, with oh. what they're looking for. Oh, you don't, brother. This guy. Okay. This is this Dallas Cowboys team. It's a team that. I mean, we were talking a little bit about this off air. Uh, um, yeah, off camera. But this is a team that has a great offense. Nobody questions what they can do on offense. When Dak was healthy, when that whole team was was. All systems go on the offensive side. They were great, and they were compete. They were competing with all the best offenses in the league. Yeah. And now this, and now the issue was their defense is horrible. Mm-hmm. Then they then they go and draft. Uh, they drafted that kid, the linebacker. So Micah they helped Parsons. off. They helped with their. What's that? Micah Parsons. Michael Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. And then they and then they go out and trade for Xavier Howard. That defense is immediately just like that. It's drastically improved, and that often, and all of a sudden you have a balanced team, and you're contending for the NFC East along with uh, against the the New York Giants, who also look like they're going to be a, a strong contender in that division this year. So, I mean, if if he gets traded, I'd I'd like to see him go to the Dallas Cowboys. I think that would be a good fit for them. You would hope, but. It's, it's system fits. Would he fit in their system is the problem. And 
I think the Cowboys are all right, but for the life of me, they can't even tell their left foot from their right foot sometimes. I get worried about them. So it's something like I don't want to see Xavier and Howard like suffer on that team. <laughs> but looking at it, I I mean I get it. But looking at it through the doll through the through the Cowboys point of view, you don't want to you don't want to get gun shy. When you have a player like this end up on the market, you jump on that. When Darrell Revis went on the market in the 2014 offseason, the Patriots jumped on that. Yeah. And they ended up being world champions that following that following February. Cuz they didn't cuz Seattle forgot to run the ball, but we we're, we're on wait, wait, you did, That was uncalled for, Justin. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You know, it was it was also because of that that lucky catch, that circus catch that Jermaine Curse made a couple plays pr- before. But I guess uh, I guess Seattle Seahawks fans conveniently forget about that. We can, anyways, mm, mm. anyways, continue. Continue. We'll I, think never I think I think the, I think Dallas would be a great fit, and they could be Super Bowl contenders. You never know. No. If that defense improves that much, Respectfully, then they yeah, should be looked at as Super Bowl contenders. Against the against the Packers and Bucks. I give them a shot. I don't. I don't think they. I don't. I, they deserve to be underdogs. In the playoff, no. I don't. Hmm. If I'm being unbiased, I could see a potential where they they could they could maybe beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and maybe Tom Brady and the Bucks. Maybe I could see it happening if that defense improved from where it was last year. But my God, they need some major improvements. Now I like their start. They took a defensive player in the draft. And I like he's how much of a physical freak he is. But I think they need a little bit more in the secondary. I like Trayvon exactly. But my God. It wasn't Xavier. it most of the year, but Xavier Howard. What would they give up for Xavier Howard? Because he still has trade. Three a, trade a first back. round pick next year. Something. Do something. You would have to give up three. I you think they have to give up three. Because not only is he in his prime, he has three more years on his contract. A first round and a second round. I think I don't think he would be worth three first round picks. I just don't think. They only ran only... for two, I believe. So yeah, I think he's worth it. I think he's worth two to three, just like I believe Jalen. How, how much longer did Jalen Ramsey have on his contract, though? He had one more year on his contract. And, well, I mean, that could have. I think. Well, I think that's just an overpayment. I think. I think that's fine, considering they got an All Pro out of it. They got an All Pro out of it, but I think they could have done it for much less. Thinking about what the uh, Jaguars just did in the draft with the pick they got from the Rams, I am perfectly fine with what the. Uh, what the Rams did. I'm perfectly fine. Because with the pick the Jaguars got, they got Travis Etienne. And oh, I, yeah. I like Travis, but I thought James Robinson was going to be the lead back. So not you just only got for a, the Jaguars, but for my fantasy. But I guess so, not. So you just want to use that pick effectively, but first-round picks are very valuable in the NFL. Right. Extremely. That, mm-hmm. that could determine your future. Well, I mean, yeah. it does, but... Anyways, um, that'll wrap up our – that's going to wrap, wrap up our current news around the NFL, all the top headlines. Uh, but we're going to jump oh, into oh, our – You don't want to say anything about Chandler Jones real quick? Just to oh, yeah, sure, sure. Chandler Jones. Um, as soon as J.J. Watt 
decides, I want to be traded to this team and gets traded to the team, Chandler Jones wants out. I can't and be here I'm anymore. still trying to make sense of this whole thing. I'm, I mean, I mean, I just don't. The, the Cardinals are a team that's on the up and up. Mm-hmm. I want to know where he wants to be traded to. Because I feel like he has a good chance at winning eventually in Arizona if he stays for a year or two. I think that team is on the ver- on the brink of hitting championship contention. Hey, listen, listen. If he wants to go to a championship-winning team and he wants to be the lead guy as a pass rusher, I mean, I know a team that could use him. We're kind of hurting that pass rushing. So why don't you come over to Baltimore? We'll treat you right. We'll get you some crabs. And, you know, you can do what you do best, which is rush the passer. Give me like 14 and a half sacks. I'm being I'm being super over dreaming about it. If he can give me 10, I'll be happy. If he can give me 10 sacks, I'll be happy. I don't think that would happen. I think he can give me 10 if he was on the team. I, I mean, I don't think I think it's a pipe dream that you want him in uh, in Baltimore. He fits. I believe he'd fit our system just well. He'd be our outside linebacker. He'd come off the edge strong with Tyus Bowser on the other side. Yeah, I'd, I'd want him. Do you think he'd be a good replacement for Matthew Judon? Yes, because he can bend. He can stack and hold blocks, and he can bend. I think he'd be fine. I still think it's a pipe dream, but you can dream if you want. Dream uh, about those pipes. If he, listen, if that pipe comes to Baltimore, best believe I'm definitely picking the Ravens to win the Super Bowl, and I don't care if it's being biased or not. We we are lead, literally complete at almost every position, except yeah, one. Trying to pipe. Anyways, we're going to get to our player rankings coming up. <laughs> we are going – actually, not player rankings. Player rankings are over, but it's going to be – we're going into our power – sorry. We're getting into our power rankings where we are going to rank the top 10 teams going into the 2021 NFL season. So it's like player rankings, except it's teams. Remember that. Anyways, you're not going to want to miss this. This is the top 10 teams in the league. You are listening to the Fumble Ruski podcast. All right, we're going to get into our top 10 NFL teams going into the 2021 season. As always, we split it into five. So we go with 10 through six, then five through one, and then it'll be the end of this episode. But anyways, we will start with number 10. Justin, give me your 10th best team. First and foremost, before we got started on this, when I was doing my list, it looked complete. It looked different than what it was, considering I thought Xavier Howard was going to stay on the Dolphins. <laughs> now, knowing this situation, I'm not sure he'll be on the Dolphins, so I have, I had to pick another, another, another number ten, and so my number ten is the LA Rams. That low. You think they're low, but then once you figure out everybody else on the team, it's like, it's not low. They're a playoff team. It's just I value the other teams higher at this point in time. I like the offense. I like that they got Matthew Stafford because I believe he'll bring another level of quarterbacking to that team. Well, yeah, because they replaced that puppet in Jared Goff with Matthew Stafford, a real NFL quarterback. Listen, listen, I, listen. I, I know, I know how much you like Matthew Stafford. 
But Jared Goff, believe it or not, led that team to a Super Bowl. So it's not like it, it's not like he was a scrub. He was actually solid for the Met quarterback. It's just he had a down year last year, and they just got rid of him. He had his New head coach sticking his head, his hand, his whole arm up there and worked him like a puppet. Oh, man. You're doing Stuck it up his body like a puppet. That man he played with that man. He made that man McVay, Sean McVay made that team. He made that quarterback. You can say whatever you want to. The fact of the matter is uh, Jared Goff played through a hand injury and not just a simple one. I think it was a broken hand or whatever that happened against the Jets, I believe. Forgive me. I don't remember the game, but he did injure his, like, throwing hand. And so he wasn't 100% for his, the playoff game against the Seahawks. But he went out there, and he came through in the end. I mean, it looked a little shaky at first, but he came through in the end with some help from Cam Akers. All right. Well, we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. But my number 10 is the Tennessee Titans. Ten? I think. Yes. Because they're the okay. only 10 I see. Anyways. You wanted to you say like that. that? Uh, <laughs> you wanted to joke so bad. You like mm. that? <laughs> Anyways, the Tennessee <laughs> Titans are number 10 because they Ryan Tannehill is a very qu- capable quarterback. And they upgraded at wide receiver, believe it or not. Even after the the departure of Corey Davis, because they replaced him with freaking Julio Jones. Yeah. And they still have it. They still have AJ Brown. Yes, they lost Jonu Smith, but they have that that younger kid, Anthony Ferkster. Ferkster. I, I. I know who you're talking about. I can't say his name either. Yeah, you you get it. The tight the tight end. He can be he can be he can replace his Johnu Smith's production to some extent. Johnu Smith was, didn't put up that much production through the season if you look at it through the a wider a bigger scope. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was good in the beginning of the season, but some injuries and you know he 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 wasn't involved later on in the season. It was major, mainly the AJ Brown and Corey Davis show, and now it's going to be the AJ Brown and Julio Jones show. Yeah. Along with, and I didn't even mention Derrick Henry yet. The only, the only reason that they are not higher up on this list is because of that defense. I think that defense is a little iffy. They did, they got a little worse this off, this off season, but they're still a playoff team. They're number ten. I wouldn't say. I think they're about more or less the same way they are. I think they just because they got a corner to replace Adoree Jackson and Caleb Farley, who might be a better prospect than him. I think only time will tell. It will tell. But give me your nine. My nine, Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks, another yeah. low team. I want to know what your higher teams are. What? Seattle, they're not bad. It's just outside of like Russ and DK, no one really scares me on that team if you catch my drift. On defense, it's, it's like Bobby Wagner. Chris, Ca- Chris Carson? Doesn't I, I, I love him to death, but that line, my God. Yeah, <laughs> that line. But he's always injured, and he's always like he's always fighting through injuries. No, don't get me wrong. When he's healthy, he's a freak. He's a beast. I, I like him when he goes through tackles. But unfortunately, he's not always healthy because of that stupid old line. But 
that and that exactly defense gotten even worse as if it couldn't as if it was it was bad before it's going to get even worse if you have a fan if you have a wide receiver a quarterback a running back going against the yeah. Seahawks defense in fantasy you start him yesterday and I heard a report that Jamal Adams is trying to be the highest paid safety in the league I'll repeat that Blitz boy is trying to be the highest paid safety in the league he should be paid uh, as a linebacker at this point he, I, I respect his game. I respect his hustle. I think he was injured for most of that season, but I wouldn't be asking for that based off the season I just had. I can't do it. All I think right. the only and, thing that's holding them back is the defense. Anyways, I'll give you my number nine. I've got the Cleveland Browns. They're at nine? Hold on. <laughs> well, I, I love that, but they're not, not – I can't. If I'm being unbiased, they have to be higher because of the free agency they just had, and they I, made the playoffs last year. I think they have a they had a great they had a great off season. They made the playoffs. They have good they have good momentum going for them. They're going to be a better team this year than they were last year. But Baker Mayfield. But Baker, listen, I know you're I not. Just, don't I'm do, not a big Baker guy. I think he's a he's a barely above average uh, barely above average quarterback. And I think that team was very run-oriented last, last season. And I really don't think those running backs are anything too special. I think they're good running – they're very good running backs. I think Nick Chubb's a very good running back. I think Kareem Hunt is still a solid running back, even though he's not what he was before he kicked a woman. Um, I think Jarvis Landry's a very good wide receiver. I think OJ o, Odell Beckham Jr., back in the day, back when he first started, he was great. He, he's torn his ACL twice. Who knows how he'll be? And even before then, he wasn't great in the past couple of years. And, a, and they, their defense has improved a lot, a lot, and I'll give them credit for that. But everything around – I don't see anything great. I don't see that much that is great on that team. Miles uh, um, Garrett? My, I think Miles – yes, he's a great player. I think – I, I, let me let me let, let me reiterate. Let me explain what. Let me reword what I said. Um, <laughs> okay. I, in all the positions that matter, like the most, where like this, like this, this determine, like for example, quarterback. It's a quarterback-driven league. I think I think Baker Mayfield's are just an above-average quarterback. And at wide receiver, running back, their offensive line is solid, but. None of that is none of that is great, and no, I feel like what? What do you mean? Continue. Continue. I'll explain when when I get to them. I think their their defense has it has it has the potential to be that, but unless but it's all it's all being thrown together at once. Until they can prove that defense can be elite, then they're gonna stay at number nine for me. <laughs> Because I just think I agree, I agree. Miles Garrett's a great player. Denzel Ward is a very very good cornerback in this league. But I just think when you're playing that position, you don't have as big an impact on this game as other other skill positions. Listen, I think I think you're under uh, overlooking something that I'll get to later, but. We'll we'll get there. I think you're just overlooking them right now. I don't think you see what they can be. I think they can be very good, but it's Cleveland, so we don't know if they'll mess it up or not. So time will tell. I mean, yeah, it is Cleveland, 
but yeah. I'm sure you have you have the Browns higher, so you can explain yeah. your points when you get yeah. the chance. But give you give me your number eight. I think is I think when looking at this list, I think they're right about here, and I think it's the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, we have we have our player we have our teams. You have them lower than I want them, and I have them higher. You have interesting. Like you want them higher? Uh, that was a slight spoiler, but I guess yes. Yeah. I have them a little higher. That's fine. No, I knew they were going to be on your list. It's no problem. I like the addition of Carson Wentz, despite his horrendous last season. I still think he has a lot to prove, though, based upon what happened last season. Now, when he was fully healthy in his twenty, in his full sixteen starts in twenty nineteen, he was able to take a less than subpar team to the playoffs. Now he did get injured in that game, but he was still able to pull off the feat. And he was the only quarterback in NFL history to throw for four thousand yards without one of his receivers making it to 500 yards receiving. I don't remember if that was the actual stat, but it was something along the lines of that. It was either 800 or 500. I just don't remember off the top of my head. So if he can get back to like, not even 2019, not even 2017, Carson Wentz, because if he can get to 2017, oh yeah, they're making the Super Bowl. I don't think there's a team alive stopping that. But if he can get to like 2018, 2019, yeah, they're a fairly competent team. I think they can go for it. Uh, I think that defense is very good. Julian Blackman was a very good pickup for them. And even though they did lose Malik Cooker in the offseason, I think Julian Blackman's a little bit better because he can stay healthy. Darius Leonard is Darius Leonard. He'll always be an all-pro. That's just my honest opinion. Uh, Xavier Rhodes looked phenomenal last season. And I think he'll look better. Well, not for. I think he looked very good. I think Phenomenal's stretching it, but he did look good for the Colts. And I think he'll have a, another good season this year. And that line is anchored by one of the best D tackles in the league, DeForest Buckner. So in all three levels of the defense, they are fine, if not very good. So they're a very well-rounded team with a very good running game and an underrated passing game with uh, Michael Pittman and. T.Y. Hilton, and yeah, I think I think they'll do better than they did this year. I think they are a potential divisional round exit. See, I like the Colts, and I like them higher. My number eight, but my number eight is the Seattle Seahawks. Now, the Seattle Seahawks, I have a great respect for Russell Wilson, as I expressed last week when I was talking about Russell Wilson and our top 10 quarterbacks going into next year. I think he's going to have another great year. I think DK Metcalf, this is a, this is a kid who's on the up and up. He's going, to have a, he's going to take another giant leap forward. It's going to help Wilson, and it'll help with Tyler, Tyler Lockett getting open more as well. And they have other wide receivers. They have David Moore on that team. They also... That line is a little suspect, but they still um, they'll figure something out. They have Carson. They have Carson. Sorry, what? Uh, Chris Carson. And I just think that team, that offense, is going to be good enough to pick up the slack for the defense. They won't be as good. They'll be a little bit worse than they were last year, but they're still going to be a very solid team. Electric offense. The offense is going to carry them this year. I'll tell you that much. But I have the Seahawks at number eight. 
I want to like I want to put him higher. The pro- that line is going to kill him. That line is going to kill Russell Wilson, and he's going to kill himself trying to escape every time. I mean, we say that every year, but they still survive until they make the playoffs. Well, they they always make the playoffs. They've only missed the playoffs like once. And what happens when they get to the playoffs? They get get abused. They get abused on that line. Disrespect to him. Aaron Donald took their lunch last year. He's still still worthy of number eight. I don't disagree with you. They'll get bounced in the playoffs, but that he can they can still make eight. Listen, they were my they were my nineteen, so I understand they can still make the playoffs. It's just you you know I just, I just worry about that line and I worry about their defense as as well because you know it's only like Bobby Wagner and Blitzboy now. Right, all right. Now give me your number seven. I need to stop calling him that. I actually do like him as a player. That's crazy. All right, I think when I. My seventh is the Chicago Bears. Wow. You th- everybody you didn't make my list. Yeah, no, I I didn't think I was going to put them on my list, but when I saw it and I actually looked at the team on paper, they're actually not bad. Like they have a good running game in David Montgomery, and they took another running back in Khalil Herbert, who might actually steal some touches from him. They have a good wide receiving core, even though they. Just, I was going to say great, but they just got rid of Anthony Miller. So I'm just going to stay good with the true number one in Allen Robinson. They have a good line that just now upgraded their left tackle spot with Tevin Jenkins, who will show you that he is a very good. They have a number two in Darnell Mooney, too. I think Darnell Mooney's the real deal at number two. Yes, he is. I think think that's the reason why Anthony Miller had to leave. Like Darnell, Darnell Mooney was just too good to keep him. But it was like, uh, where was I? Tevin Jenkins. I think he'll be a pro bowler sooner or later with the help of that Chicago Bears coaching. And Justin Fields. I think he'll have a similar impact to what Justin Herbert had. I'm not saying he'll go for like 4,000 yards or like 38 touchdowns or whatever. But I can see him going for like 29 and 12-ish, 30 and 11, those type of numbers, and with 3,500 yards. I don't think he'll need to throw it that much because they'll have a great or or a good ground game with a motivated David Montgomery. And then I haven't even gotten started on the defense. You already know what they what they're that like. Do, that doesn't that needs no explanation. Yeah, I don't need that, to explain that defense that. is elite. It's exactly. only offense you really have to justify a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, I the Bears. Everything you say about them is correct. The only issue is it's still a question at quarterback yeah. and. Justin Fields, he could end up being an, an elite quarterback. He probably will. It's just a question of whether or not he can do it this year. He could be one of those year two players where he explodes that season. And even if he does have a good year, sometimes quarterbacks on their rookie years, even when it's a good year for them, for example, Deshaun Watson in his rookie year, that team wasn't a playoff team. So they may not even be, even if he is, even if he does end up being a very good player. You, you just, I just, I'm too hesitant to put – I can't put him at, in the top ten. But who I do have in my top ten at number seven is your Baltimore Ravens, Justin. You don't like that? No, I don't. Seven, you want them higher? Yes, they are higher. There's not six teams better than them. I they, do. There are. I can see – all right. If you, if you force my hand, I could see four, maybe five. But there's not – no. 
Absolutely not. If you're stretching it, I could see four. So but the reason the it, reason I have they're they're a very well balanced team. They have Lamar Jackson who continues to produce. Yes. As as a dual threat quarterback, as much as I don't like dual threat quarterbacks, again another Lamar Jackson, another quarterback I talked about a lot last week during our our player rankings during for quarterbacks. Yeah. I love I like Lamar Jackson. If there was any quarterback who would pl- take on this play style, who I would want to have, if you were to put a gun to my head, I would take Lamar Jackson. And for 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 if that means anything to you, Justin, for for what it's worth. But anyways, mm-hmm. they have they've imp- they've addressed their wide receiving core with yeah. the addition of Sammy Watkins and what was it, Rashad Bateman? Was it Rashad Bateman? Yeah. They added in Rashad Bateman. They still have Mark Andrews, and that defense is still ve- that defense is still elite. So what they're going to end up having is it's it's going to come down to whether or not they can win games. They can win they can win games by foot like they have been. We'll see how J.K. Dobbins is. If J.K. Dobbins doesn't take a big step forward, if he if if he isn't the player they want him to be, then that run that rushing game may be compromised a little bit. No, because we still have Gus Edwards, and he continually gives me 700. Lamar can give me 1,000. So if he just gives me like 400, I don't care what he does. But I believe he will be better than he was last year. But I, don't, I still think you need an elite running back to go along with uh, in order to have such a dynamic. Uh, and I, 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 I want to know whether don't. I want to figure out whether or not they can they can win a championship with this, or even win in the postseason with, with what they have. They won a, a postseason game, but it was yeah. against the Tennessee Titans. That Tennessee Titans game was solid, but not that good. It was. A, can they win against the T- Kansas City Chiefs? That's the test, and we face them every single year in the regular season, and hopefully we can meet them in the playoffs. I really do think we can beat them. The problem is Patrick Mahomes is very, very good against certain coverages, and we run a certain coverage that he's very good at. We got to move on to our next segment soon, so why don't you give me your your number six? We'll move on to our six, and then we'll get to our top five. You're telling me the Ravens are number seven. You're out your damn mind. (sighs) My number six team. You you killed me. My number six team team is Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns. So you Um, have them higher. um, I'm I'm high. Why why do you have the Cleveland Browns? Breathe. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. <laughs> All right, Cleveland Brown. Uh, Cleveland Browns are my number sixteen. Reason is I believe in Baker as a quarterback. I believe he's a top ten quarterback, which you would have saw last week in players' rankings. I believe he's gone from overrated to somehow underrated. I'm not. I didn't. I didn't. Never thought he was going to be a top five guy, but I always thought he could have been a top ten player in the league. He has weapons all around him, starting with the running back positions with Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt who I guess you don't want to qualify them as great backs, but together they are the best one-two punch in the league, no doubts about it. Nick Chubb gets more yards per carry after contact than Derrick Henry, which was shocking when I saw it. Kareem Hunt is Kareem Hunt. Once he has the ball in his hands, he can go all the way with it, and he's electrifying with it. From a running and passing perspective, uh, they have a – the thing I tell you – the thing I think you're overlooking with Cleveland – 
they have a great line. Like, they have a great line. I think they're underrated as far as their line is concerned. Like, they have the best line in the league, and I'm not sure if it's close right now. I think Tampa Bay is, like, second, and then it's then it's Cleveland. Jason Pettit. Which metrics? I think it's just overall metrics. I think it's PP or PFF. Pro, I, so, through, so according to Pro Football Focus, they have the second just best Watching line. them play and watching how limited Baker gets touched in games, which is not often nowadays, I think they got a great first-round pick last year in Dredgick Wills. I think they have a great center in J.C. Treader, and I'm forgetting somebody on the line. I, t- I always do this, but I think it's the right tackle. Yeah. Oh, Jack Conklin, that's who, who just came over from Tennessee. Yep, that was a good investment for them, too. So they got outstanding posi- uh, like capital for Conklin, Treader, and Jack Wills. Wills on his rookie deal will make sure Baker doesn't get touched from his blind side, and Jack Conklin will make sure he doesn't get touched from his front side. And J.C. Trotter will make sure no one touches it from his front or, like, pressure in his face. And so I think that's the underrated part. You're underlooking with that. And I haven't even gotten to the defense in the additions they just made. They got Jadavian Clowney, who may not be in a, uh, a great player, like a great, great player, but he's still phenomenal in my eyes. I think he's just been dealing with injuries and if he can stay healthy, I think he will be able to show you how much of a problem he can be. Miles Garrett is on the other side of the football. Don't really think I need to talk about him that much. Their linebacking core is solid. They just added Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, who I've been raving about to you nonstop. I you really, wanted the Ravens to take them. I take wanted them. it so bad, even, even though I know we didn't need him. I knew we didn't need him, but I was like... He could fit our system in so many different ways. He could play safety or he could play outside linebacker and he can play slot. Give him the just turn it in. But no, I can't have nice things. We have to go with the smart pick. I just wanted him. But then Cleveland also took Greg Newsom in the first round. So to fill up their cornerback spot. So I'm like, OK, they're solid at both cornerback spots now because they got Greg Newsom on one side. Ward on the other, Denzel Ward, forgot his name, Denzel Ward, and Grant Delpit, who didn't play last year because of an injury, will be coming back now, so he'll be in the secondary, and overall, I don't see very many weaknesses on the Cleveland Browns right now, except an experience because of new pieces coming in, and rookies, other than that, Odell Beckham, I believe, will come back healthy, and he may not be a thousand yard receiver anymore, but I could see him getting 800 yards. I could see it because I believe he's that talented. Maybe 700, 600. No, nah, I think 800, 700. That's where I see Odell Beckham. I think Jarvis Landry might have to be the thousand yard receiver, which he can be, but he needs like a whole bunch of like catches for it to happen. But I, I and they have a good solid tight end spot with the uh, who's that guy from Atlanta. Austin Hooper, even though he dropped a touchdown pass, dumbass. But, yeah, I believe Cleveland is a good football team this year. That's all That's all there is to it. I agree. I have them in my top ten. But you have them far lower than where they should be. I believe they're six because they're just that good right now. I think they, they, don't, have, they don't necessarily have any weaknesses, but I think where it matters, where it matters the most – 
which is at quarterback. I just think they lack too much. I think that's that that's quarterback is what's holding them back from being great. And un- until Baker Mayfield can prove to me that he can that he can be an elite quarterback, that's where the Cleveland Browns belong. I I just know Cam is out there somewhere just just grabbing his hair right now, thinking, "What are they saying about my boy?" I've I didn't even know that Baker Mayfield fans existed until I met that kid. <laughs> oh, For those no, of you wondering about who Cam- Cameron Alden is, if you've been watching this whole time or listening this whole time, um, <clears throat> a little while ago, back this early, back in the springtime, we had this kid on, Cameron Alden. He is a he was he's a he's a classmate of ours. He's a colleague through uh, uh, goes to our school. And he's a diehard Baker Mayfield fan. And he wanted to be on, so we brought him on. And he talked up Baker Mayfield a, a whole lot. I'm pretty sure he boldly predicted that that Baker Mayfield is going to win league MVP next year. I don't see it from an average quarterback. But <laughs> I appreciate I, I like the energy. I love the passion. So we'll see how it go- we'll see how it goes. If he can prove me wrong, then I I'd absolutely welcome it, mm-hmm. but as long as there's it's Baker Mayfield, then I just don't I don't see it. All right. But anyways, my number six is the Indianapolis Colts, and I value them a lot higher than you do, mainly because of Carson Wentz's 2017 season. Like you said, if he is what he is, what he was back then, and if you look at this team, they're basically they're basically a one massive like they're all just clones of the twenty the whole twenty seventeen roster. They have they have capable receivers. They yeah. have a they have a competent run game. They have an elite defense. They have a good a great offensive line. They have Frank Reich, yep. who was the quarterback coach for him at the time, who was able to coach him up to that point where he was able to have that elite season so the indianapolis colts that's a team where i see they they're they're a super bowl contender in my eyes i think they have a lot of question marks and it's a bit of a bold take from me but i think that this is a team that's about to um that's about to go into super bowl contention this year listen it's not a bad pick but the moment you sit and you say any other team, it's just going to get me upset because you chose them over the Ravens. I like I like Carson. I just don't like him over Lamar. I respect the team. I, and when you say they are a clone of the 2017 Eagles, yeah, they are. I think Michael Pittman is the big body strong type receiver that Alshon Jeffrey was. I believe Paris Campbell will be the Nelson Aguilar on the team, just not with a, occasional hands. I think he and does. you're forgetting T.Y. Hilton, too. T.Y. Hilton. Where would he be on that team? Like, I'm trying to figure out. I think T.Y. Hilton's the number one on that. He would be Tory Smith. He would have to be the Tory Smith. T.Y. Hilton's the number one. I still think T.Y. Hilton has it. I don't back think- back during his his old during his his days with Andrew Luck. I still think he has that. It's not so much that he doesn't have it. I think it's so much that I think Michael Pittman will step up further to be the number one, rather than. Oh, T.Y. Hilton's lost a step. No, I think Michael Pittman will ascend, will ascend to be number one. 
That's what I believe. Not that T.Y. is like, oh, he's a bum. He fell off. No, T.Y. is fine. Every time he faces Houston, he always goes off for some reason. So I know he still has it. Either way, that receiving core is elite, and it's going to help out Carson Wentz in rejuvenating his career, going through his little career renaissance that's going to start in Indianapolis. Just watch. It's going to be incredible. And he has that running back. All right. We need to get into our top five. We're getting we're getting up there in time here in this episode. But anyways, we're going to get into the top five teams. This is our top five teams we're predicting. The the best of the best going into the 2021 NFL season. This is the very end of our player rank of our our ranking series. We are going into the into the, what we believe is the best teams in the league. You are not going to want to miss this. Stay tuned, you're listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back. We are about to start our top five best players, or sorry, best teams going into the 2021 season. This is going to be the, like I said, this is the very end. This is the finale of our entire rankings series. We've gone all summer doing this. We're just going to, the next week is going to be all predictions. And then it's going to be preseason, and it's back to business, business as usual. The NFL season will be upon us, and we are almost there. But anyways, why don't we get started? Justin, give me your number five team. My number five team is the Buffalo Bills. Wow. That low. Top five is not okay. For the Buffalo Bills. That That's not low. That's respectable. All right. Um, well, my number five is the Los Angeles Rams. That's too damn high. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. All right. Well, tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me why the Bills are five. The Bills are five is because I don't think they made anything like substantial in the offseason to make me justify. Like, I feel like, yeah, they'll take another step forward to be like Super Bowl contenders. Like, they, I believe they can make it to the title game, but I'm not sure they can get past Kansas City. That's where I'm at with them. So my my only issue with the Buffalo Bills is that they didn't do anything at running back, which is their only glaring need. Yes. And like it's you notice it. But just by not doing anything, like just by staying the same, and they didn't they didn't in some ways they did improve. I think their wide receiving core they did they replaced John Brown with Emmanuel Sanders, who I do think is better. And Emmanuel Sanders is still a very capable and productive receiver, especially for a, just a number three guy. Still, mm-hmm. Cole Beasley still gonna Cole Beasley's still gonna be the number two, and obviously, Stephon Diggs. We he doesn't we don't need to justify him as the number one guy. Mm-hmm. He is the number one guy, mm-hmm. but that team just with how they are, they're going to be they're going to be in contention. Anyways. Number five is the Rams. The Rams, the defense is still the defense is still elite. That offensive line is still is still great. That receiving core is still great. Running back took a big blow, but Daryl Henderson, I'll think I think he'll be able to hold down the fort just enough. But the only diff, the biggest difference in this season versus past years is Jared Goff being replaced by Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford was was able to take mediocre Detroit Lions teams and take them to the playoffs. Now, 
He has an elite roster around him. He has a great coach. And now, and all of this, Super Bowl contenders. Right I mean, there. Right I mean, then and there. I mean, They're in the mix. They don't, first off, they, they have to go by running back by committee now. I'm not sure they have the offense to do it. I mean, they can be successful for a while, but I, like, I don't think they can fully commit to it, which means Matthew Stafford will have to be relied upon more, which I'm not sure I want to right now. Matthew so Stafford. You, you don't, so you don't have faith in Daryl Henderson? Not right now. I need to see more out of him. I like Cam Akers more, but not to say that Daryl Henderson is bad. It's just I saw Cam Akers more, so I need to see more of Daryl Henderson before I make my decision on it. Well, of course, I, I I never of course I prefer Cam Akers, but Cam Akers isn't an option right now, and he may not be an option ever again. Now that he tore his Achilles. Yeah. And now we, you know, we're it's gonna have to be Daryl Henderson. And while I don't value Daryl Henderson the same way I saw Cam Akers, I think Daryl Henderson still has the potential to be. Um, to fill it in, to fill that, to fill in that role well enough, and maybe they add in a, maybe they add in a couple veterans, maybe they put in a pass catcher to sort of, uh, to sort of turn it into a little bit of a committee or to sort of share the load, um, take some weight off his shoulders. But everywhere else, that team is loaded and they're ready to go. These next couple of years, look for the Rams to be to be going all in to be Super Bowl contenders, to go for the whole damn thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's teams above them that might have this something to say about that. Well, that's why I have them at five and not at number one. They shouldn't and be. They still, they still need Cam Akers to be any higher than they are right now. I probably wouldn't. I probably still wouldn't have them any higher than number five, even with Cam Akers. But still, that this is a team that's going to be great. Give me a number four, though. Yeah. We'll get to you in a second, but my number four is the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers. That's actually my number four pick. Now, I'm happy that they're back. I'm happy that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are back. But my gripe is before, like, the the line is the only thing holding them back from being a top three. I think their defense is competent enough. If they were going to go defense in the, whatchamacallit, in the draft, I would have went with somebody else, you know, Jer- Jeremiah Osu-Koromoa instead of, who was it, Stokes, the cornerback out of Georgia. Okay, they wanted to get a cornerback to get rid of that uh, thing you call Kevin King. No disrespect, but he played awful in the NFC Championship game. But who is he now? Uh, and Kevin King's still on the roster, too. He's still on that roster, so he better show some things on special teams because that's the only thing he'll be playing this year. Uh, Scotty Miller's son, that's what I call him. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. But right. disrespectful aside, their pass rushers and Zadarius Smith are great. I'm not sure where I would put Rashawn Gary right now. I think he's an average pass rusher. I'm not sure if he'll break out and have that one season where you're like, this guy's legit. But I think he's a good utility piece for that team. Jair Alexander is a lockdown corner. No jokes about that. He is a lockdown corner. Absolutely. He's he's like that. What he did to Calvin Ridley, can't forget it. He picked off Tom Brady twice in the NFC Championship game. 
that boy legit. He he wanted that thing bad. But uh, what else? John L. Savage. Uh, I, I see him making improvements in his game. Now, of course, he has to get better for that defense, but I think he will get better for that defense. And he might actually be a pro bowler after all things said and done. I think he has the skills. I think he just needs to bring it all together at this point in time. But they still don't have a linebacker where I'm like, yes. And they don't have a line. Well, their line is has gotten a little worse as well. And you have to add on the you have to add on the dysfunction that yeah. is that is got that is absolutely just erupted on this team throughout through this um, through this franchise over this off season. It just hasn't been pretty. And their franchise quarterback's already thinking about where he's going next after this season. So mm-hmm. it's just really real disaster. If it weren't for all this stuff, this is a, a very solid roster. And I would have them much higher than they are, number two, three. But I just can't, I can't do it. I just, uh, they're not going to be better than they were last year. I just know it. They're going to regress a little bit, especially with what they've gone through, and with what they've lost on the offensive line. Um, so the Packers are number four for me, and it's not a good four for them. They're they're going to underachieve for the amount of talent they have on this roster. I don't think they'll underachieve. I just think the line was worse than it was last year, and they just have issues with. There's going to be dysfunction. Devontae Adams in the front office. Right, There's going to be dysfunction. They're just they they're not going to be. There's no way they're going to be better than they were. They'll be. May I? I'm going to think. I'll say maybe eleven and five. There, there's no sixteen games anymore. There's they're gonna go eleven and six. No, I think they'll go twelve and five, thirteen and four. But still, I think they'll struggle in the playoffs. I still don't think so. I think they're gonna they're gonna be two games worse. But anyways, give me your number three. The Baltimore Ravens. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna rush in about this. I've been pissed off with every single team you picked in front of them except the Green Bay Packers. But I no. Let me get this straight. You chose the Rams over the Ravens because Matthew Stafford, the the head coach and the defense. The head coach, the defense, the wide receiving core. Yes. The line is not better than. No, what I'm lying. They. Uh, it's a tugging pull there. It's a it's a very tugging pull. All they of it, might have like, a better line. All of it. And their their running back core is not it's not better than the Ravens, but it's still respectable. I think Daryl Henderson is good enough to to hold. I from what I saw from Daryl Henderson last year, when in the beginning of the year or towards the middle of the year, when he was when he was kind of the lead back, he was a I sh, he showed he's capable, and they can still bring in a veteran or a veteran or two, to take some weight off their shoulders. I think that's the only possible spot where they could be lacking. But everywhere else, that team is legit. Yes, I absolutely have the Raven the I absolutely have the Rams above the Ravens. Absolutely not. I disagree. I don't think their quarterback is better than my quarterback. I don't think their running game is better than our running game. That's obvious. Their defense for sure is not better than my defense. I don't care what they got over there. Aaron Rodgers and Jalen Ramsey that's it. My team is a unit. If we went up against the Rams, we would beat them. As a matter of fact, we faced them week 17. I'm what about Aaron Donald? 
That's it outside of him and Jalen Ramsey. That's it. Donald Donald and Ramsey. You said Rodgers, but. Uh, well, my bad. Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. Same. They're both amazing. But anyway, the last time we went up against them, we, we ran them out the building. Their own building, 45 to 6. Lamar that was had a couple five of years ago. That was in 2019. We still run the same offense. If they can't stop it, it doesn't matter. That's why that I'm was- and we have a better wide receiving core. We arguably might have a better running game. Now, granted, we don't have a better line. We don't. We just don't have a better line. I'm pissed about that. But I think we will get better, and I think we will. We've improved overall. We fixed our line problem. We got Kevin Zeitler. We got Ben Cleveland to fill up our left guard, and we have Ronnie Stanley back. Our best tackle. And on on the team, he was an All Pro one half the last half, one last scene. So I'm happy with the way we play down the stretch. We want smoke with them. We got can't stand them, can't stand them. But anyway, uh, I believe we'll finish 12 and can't say 12 and four, 12 and five, and 12 12 and five, 13 and four around that, and we'll hopefully make it to the AFC title game. That's where I'm at. So my number three is going to be is what is going to be the real AFC championship team to go up against the Kansas City Chiefs. I not say Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills. Oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. The Buffalo Bills. They now, as I said, they haven't changed very much, but just by just by staying where they are, and I wish they didn't because I think that's a team that had a chance to to really go up. But this is a, this is a team that went to the AFC Championship game, and they were that offense was outside the run game, which was a little spotty, was nothing short of spectacular. Mm-hmm. And you know, John, and the mm-hmm. only issue was John Brown, that that wide receiver three for them, he sort of fell off a little bit towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Now they have, and now they replace him with Emmanuel Sanders, who's even more capable. He's a little bit on the older side, but he's still proven to be capable in his past two seasons with the 49ers and with the, the New Orleans Saints. And that replacement makes that off that passing offense better. And just by staying the same, this team is just going to be just as good as they were last year. No, and they, that means AFC Championship game. They won't be as good as they were last year. The Colts have made improvements. The Ravens have made improvements. People forget how close those two games were in order for the Bills to make it to, in order the Bills to make it to the championship game. The Ravens were inept on offense the entire game, and they were in that game from the majority of the game. The right, Bills, there were high wins that were keeping the passing game from going anywhere. So that was advantage Raven advantage Ravens at that point when the passing no, game. No, it wasn't. Everybody thinks that was. No, it wasn't. It, what do you mean it wasn't? No, I'm, I'm, what I'm telling you is if all you know we can do is run the ball and we can't pass it either, we're going to struggle like they did. The only problem is we couldn't make our field goals, and for some reason, Mark Andrews couldn't catch both. Right, but you and I both know the Bills can't run. The, the Ravens can't. Yeah, that's my point. That's, their be- that's the focal point of their offense. That's my point. It's the focal point of their offense. In my heart of hearts, we should have won that game, but we struggled on offense to the point where we couldn't score like we should have. 
I believe we could have won that game easily, but we didn't. And that really angered me. Well, not angered me. I was upset. But the only saving grace was we beat Tennessee. And Lamar got that monkey off his back. So I know – so everybody knows he can actually win in the playoffs. But looking back on that Bills game, it's like, nah, they struggled the entire game. And it's not going to get any better for them. Because they didn't address the run, running game. They are basically the same team except for the fact they added Emmanuel Sanders. And their first-round pick is just another pick they used on their defense. I respect it. I respect the hustle. It's just they're the same team. I don't really see them as world beaters like I did last year. And when we went up against them, we were surprisingly – like it, it was capable until my line decided to shut down and they just <sighs> – Damn Metzger. Damn him. Go. All right. Well, give me your give me your number two. My number two? Uh, Kansas City. Same here. I have yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs. And I have a feeling we both have the same number one as well. So it's, it's we Tampa, have the Tampa, the Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They, they brought everybody back, and they brought in some guys for, through the draft. Yeah. And they brought in, they brought in some pieces on – through free agency on offense, Gio Bernard's going to be a nice a nice player for them. Tom Brady always loves his pass-catching backs, so Gio Bernard's going to be a nice addition to them. I still think they should have – I wish they got James James White. As a, as, as a Tam, Tom Brady fan, as a Patriots fan, I'm like, no, that would be terrible. Although I am, although I am curious to see what that team – what would happen, how the fan, the Patriots fan base would react if Julian Edelman were to come out of retirement and go oh, play for the Buccaneers. Stop. Oh, would you stop? Wouldn't he have to be traded to the Buccaneers first? Traded to them? Yes, because he's coming out of retirement. Right, you, you would have to be traded to the team, but still, it's possible. It, it's happened in the past with other teams. A player comes out of retirement, and he gets traded from his previous spot to a new team. It happened with Gronk. I just don't think he'll Bill Belichick will let that happen again. It happened with Marshawn Lynch too, actually. When yeah. he was when he retired a Seahawk, the Raiders wanted him, so he came out of retirement. Yeah. And then he got traded back to Seattle. Exactly. Or, he, or he was. I think he. I think he was a free agent at that point, and he just called it quits. Yeah. Tom Brady's out here living his best life on social media. He's doing all sorts of things, throwing balls back into the jug machine and then catching them again. That that type of stuff. Had his little White House uh, celebration with Joe Biden. Had a few exactly. jokes in there. There he's that that team is just the, all momentum is on their side, and I've, it yeah. feels like, especially with Tom Brady on the team, there's I just don't see the possibility of them ending up having a Super Bowl hangover. Like, I think they're going to pick up right where they left off, and they're going to be better. Wow. Anyways, got any more thoughts before I end things for t- for us tonight? We just skipped over Kansas City, so let's just brush up on them before we – You want to – yeah. Let's just – Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, bar none. Even when he has an incomplete pass, the way he does it, it's just wow. That actually made the top 100 plays of the NFL. Tyreek Hill's an elite wide receiver. Yeah, they still have Frank Clark. They still have – Hold on, wait, time out. They don't have Frank Clark right now. He's still fighting a case. Oh, right. They have Chris Jones, though, and Tyrone Matthew. Chris Jones, Allen, 
No, no, is that is that his name? So is, Chris Jones is the defensive tackle, correct? Yes. Yes. And they still have I'm forget I'm blanking on his name. His uh, Tyron Matthew. Yeah. Still have him. They still have a couple very very capable corners. And but if I was them, I want them to trade for Xavier Howard. That's my team. That's the team possibly, I want. Possibly, but I I'm not sure if I want to see it. There's, I, there'd I be no stopping them at that point. And uh, so another thing that what's interesting about this past offseason for the for the Kansas City Chiefs is they lost a lot of their offensive line. They lost they they lost both their t- their starting tackles they, and they lost their center, but they were able to upgrade a guard all while simultaneously replacing everybody there at, on that offensive line. Now yep. depend it make they're kind of throwing it all together, so it remains to be seen whether it'll gel. But I mean they have a talented offensive line that they just were able to revamp like that. Mm-hmm. And expect, and then they bring back Joe Thune, and at some points at some parts they even got better at. They got better so at left tackle. At right tackle they're a little thin. They're gonna be they're still gonna have their backup right tackle, who was actually pretty good as their right tackle, but still it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yep. But I again, the Chiefs, they lost the Super Bowl. Teams that lose the Super Bowl, there's something about those teams that lose Super Bowls. They're just never the same after that. There's a mental aspect that plays into it. But we'll see what happens with the Chiefs. Mhm. Anyways, is that it? We get ready to wrap things up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right, now that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify and Google Play. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage in the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Over and out.